In the following live session recording, Mark Cottingham, Executive Pastor and Worship and Arts Ministry, and Sarah Cottingham, Youth Choir Director, both with Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia, talk about Tools for an Effective Student Choir, Part 2. The listener will learn from two of Georgia's best student choir leaders. You will hear some new ideas for you to use in your ministry, learn some useful tools to enlist and sustain members. Let's join Mark and Sarah now. Sarah and I uh, served together at the church, and I'm, I'm just going to review just really quick a little bit of kind of who we are. Uh, I'm the worship and arts minister there. Been there a lot of years, um, and love the opportunity to serve there and invest in that church over the long haul. Uh, I've got 40-year-old choir members who were in my youth choir back then, so that's a blessing to kind of have full circle on a lot of adults who were in student choir with me 100 years ago whose kids are now in Sarah's youth choir. Uh, Sarah grew up in the ministry, for, you know, she was born at Northside Hospital. and uh, Not in Ray, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and came up through children's music, uh, student music, all those types of things. Johnson Ferry is a uh, I mean, it's a large church. A lot of it's you know the churches that are simple churches, and uh, kind of this is who we are. You know, limited. You know, focus on that. We're kind of the opposite of that. We're a complex church on steroids. I mean, there's a lots of freedom, lots of choices, uh, lots of tenure on the staff, and uh, we are a multi-worship style, multi-venue type place, and we all like one another. You know, there's not a competition between there. I'm sorry we're saying some of the same things that yesterday. But like I, tomorrow I'll be in the sanctuary with the choir and the orchestra, and it's a big majestic type feel at 8.30, 9.50, and literally at the same hours in another equal size venue. Um, it's a modern worship, you know, high energy, lights, all that kind of stuff. So, and, um, but anyway, there's a lot of harmony in there. Um, there's not a competition between the venues. And I feel like that, again, has been a healthy example of that. Um, the church, uh, the worship ministry has a fully graded, you know, children's music is a big deal. Lots of kids involved in children's music, and that's always been. A priority for me is the worship pastor, and that directly has a history of feeding right into the student music ministry. Um, I came a long time ago, again in the late 80s, uh, really small staff, like I was it for, from the start, and uh, been able to build a team. Hey. And, uh, hey, did you get this man's text telling you to get on up here? <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with his wife and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. How about that? They're good company, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, student music, uh, children's music, is, is a real, real value there. And the opportunity to, to have that strong children's music and student music has always been a, a priority for me. I feel like it pays dividends now after all these years, you know. Again, there's a tremendous uh, tradition there. Uh, the student music has a um, high school choir. 
I noticed that yesterday we had started at ground level literally there were 14 kids on my first Sunday there and eight of those were seniors and um, it's been a God story just through that priority and intentional persistence um, I think that's not that's not necessarily one of the spiritual gifts in the Bible but it's the spiritual gift of mine is persistent I used to annoy my mom with that a lot. She's like, you're so annoying. Um, but when you apply that in the right way, I think it's, you know, it's been a God blessing there. And, uh, I mean, it's, there will likely be, you know, anywhere from 125 to 135, probably more than that. That's not, we had 130 that went on a high school choir mission tour to New York this past summer. And uh, last year, uh, and I'm not, I really, I'm not saying that to be all, braggadocious or whatever I'm, sometimes I'm like oh my goodness that's just it's crazy uh, Sarah will have like um, 100 plus 120 or so in middle school car on Wednesday night so it, again over the long haul it's been a real real God blessing there um, I used to do the student choirs myself for the first 13 years of my tenure there and then that just kind of it just got to where I couldn't keep up with it and keep knowing the kids and offer the personal touch. It's a lot harder to keep up with 100 plus than it was with 35 or 40, you know. And plus just with the expanding nature of the ministry and the complexity there. Uh, I, back in uh, around 2000, 19 years ago, changed the structure so that we called a full-time associate and I was able to mentor that person and call them. Uh, pour into them and they took that and ran with it and uh, always had a student music guy and then five years ago Sarah became the student music guy and uh, that was an unusual path to have someone on your family I didn't I'm not Sarah's direct supervisor but certainly I'm still involved I go on all the ministry trips and uh, try to be a good supporter there Oscar choir meets on Sunday afternoon 4:30. middle school choir on Wednesday uh, at six o'clock kind of paired together with middle school ministry stuff. Uh, yesterday, just as a review or, or an update, just so that it's like, well, you didn't talk about this. You know, yesterday Sarah talked a lot about uh, the importance of build, creating culture, building relationships, uh, talked about our leadership structure, not just her, but really pouring herself into others, whether that be adult leaders or student leadership team is, is a big value. It's really important so that Honestly, if Sarah has to be out or, you know, the change in leadership or whatever, there's a structure there uh, where it's been mentored and brought along. Student involvement's a big uh, value there. Talked a lot about a rehearsal structure yesterday, uh, student involvement in that, rehearsal creativity, and there's some videos that, uh, actually some pictures and all that she showed. Just, just good stuff. So anyway, long story longer, today we're going to talk about uh, resources and choir mission tours. Uh, I, <laughs> back in the 90s, you know, I mentioned yesterday, I probably did every Dennis Allen youth musical there was, you know, <laughs> basics of life or whatever. You know, they're all in the library still. Um, Should go back to that. I think yeah, it's vintage so. and retro now. Um, but honestly, I feel like Sarah's got a, a gift at finding songs that work for today's culture. Uh, and I, I will say this, and I'll repeat it again. I feel like we as a team, we're pretty good at figuring out what works 
well at 955 Jocelyn Ferry Road. I don't know that that'll necessarily work where you are. You know, it's kind of like these resources. I didn't, you know, I don't know about that. You know, you got to figure out what works at your address. Mm -hmm. For us, it works at our address at least for the last five minutes. And, you know, things mm -hmm. change around over the years, and uh, I feel like that what Sarah's doing now in Music Choices really is hitting hitting the mark for sure. So she's going to talk about that, just about a yearly rhythm. Uh, we don't start out, you know, the, the, the kickoff day for, for high school choir. Kickoff for middle school is about two weeks ago. The kickoff choir for high school choir is tomorrow at 4.30. And uh, we're not going to walk in there, she's not going to walk in there and go, hey, let's start talking about all the details and the wonderful things about high school mission tour next June. The kids are going to be like, that's like in their brain. They're, they're, they don't even know what they're doing tonight, much less 10 months from now. So she'll talk a little bit about the yearly rhythm, you know, some local one-day mission type things that she'll start addressing immediately tomorrow. Just short-term goals in addition to singing and Sunday worship, special events, theme nights, uh, what's going to you know, point towards something boom, in October, how to get there, and then boom, after that, change your focus to uh, the Christmas program they're doing. And then come around the first part of the year, start drilling down into this uh, tradition of a wonderful choir mission trip. Just the objectives, how we get there, why did you go to New York? Who in the world did you work with? All those kind of things. And so we'll, she'll talk about that and then got some good, especially on the uh, resources and all, just some a little more video examples I think is helping, will be helpful. For me, we can talk about it all day long, but you can see, oh, I get that. Now I see what you're doing. I think there's some good examples she's got. How about if I pray for us and then we'll keep digging in. Lord, I thank you for your, your presence in our life and the opportunity to belong to you as believers. And thank you for the gift of worship and how we can use that in so many ways to honor you and to reach people for Jesus. And especially uh, value the opportunity to talk about reaching teenagers through worship and arts. So guide us today as we talk in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, as, as Mark said, I've, uh, I'm starting my sixth year, so sixth round of choir tours and all those things. And a lot of what I've learned, I've got a music education background. Um, so I had to kind of figure out trial and error what works with the team that I've got. Um, because I, as I said yesterday, we have some really musical kids and we have some really non-musical kids. And so trying to find a balance between the two where the, the kid who is really planning to go to college on baseball scholarship he's coming because he likes the girl who's in the soprano section and he feels a part of what's going on and not totally lost um, but then I've got another you know if I've got another student who's going on vocal scholarship that she doesn't feel like oh this is so so boring so a, a mix between the two has been a, a good balance for us and where I have found that um, specifically is through um, praise charts as a resource we touched on this yesterday um, I think praise charts does a, a really wonderful job um, at taking um, taking a lot of the songs that you're hearing on the radio, a lot of the uh, contemporary worship stuff that's out there, um, and not all of the arrangements are 
awesome, are the best, um, but it's a really great starting place. Um, so I used this example yesterday of Lauren Daigle's Still Rolling Stones. This is not a worship song. This is not something that we do on Sunday mornings. It was a really fun choir song, though. It was a really fun choir tour song. Um, and for this song in particular, are you all familiar with Praise Charts? Have you used that resource before? Cool. Um, so the great thing is that you can use it like we showed yesterday with the the full band and the tracks and loops and all of that with it. Um, or you can purchase the choir SATB, piano vocal. Um, if you need a rhythm chart, do the rhythm chart as well as you know the, the chord chart itself. Um, and make it as simple there as you need to. Um, so that's kind of my number one go-to. Um, we have found, in addition to praise charts, we will purchase a lot of the tracks and loops and things for choir tour from multitracks.com. Uh, and those seem to pair really well together. The arrangements that I found, along with looking for the tracks themselves. Um, so I wanted to show you all, I know yesterday we looked at kind of the, the full choir homecoming concert, band, loops, and all of that. Um, that was in our modern worship. It wasn't it was the homecoming concert, so not a regular Sunday, but the video I'm going to show is um, the high school choir in our traditional worship, so we don't use a ton of click tracks and loops and things in there. It's full orchestra, um, a, a band, but also organ, piano, and all of that. And so for this arrangement of Who You Say I Am, we just used uh, piano, drums, acoustic guitar, and bass. Um, so we made that a little simple, but this is a resource of... Uh, of kind of what has what has worked for us in that way. Let's see if I can capture. Um, in addition to praise charts, though, we often will use. Um, we talked a little yesterday about where where to find music. I do use praise charts. I'll look down there at the bottom where it says most downloaded this week, just to make sure I'm not missing anything that could be a good fit. But I use Spotify all the time. I'm constantly looking through Spotify. Apple Music is great. I've never 
gotten into that. I'm an Apple person in every way, use all Mac products, but Spotify has been great in finding music. Um, the playlists that they generate or that they create and that you can find, have access to are really helpful. Um, but in addition to that, what I really love is this, um, you know, I Am They has been a kind of a fun, um, been a fun group that we've used a couple different of their songs. Well, I found them because it said to the right of their page, fans also like these these four artists and so that was helpful for me finding a group that could be a good fit because of another artist if that makes sense so I'm sure Apple Music and there's other places that do the same thing but Spotify has been awesome for me um, to use both in rehearsals as we're listening to the samples um, but also just in finding new stuff um, kind of shifting from the music side of things um, you know social media communication all of that is important um, I mentioned yesterday I, I send as much as I can individual texts to the students for big events. So for tomorrow, I'm sending out about halfway through sending texts to every single student saying, hey, hope to see you tomorrow. Um, but I don't want to do that every weekend um, because my thumbs, I get some sort of arthritis and <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not necessary every week. But uh, my students don't check email. Um, the parents do, which is great, but a lot of, uh, you know, for our juniors and seniors, it's their own gumption to, I want to go and be a part of this. So um, I use a lot of social media resources, but also Remind.com was created for um, teachers. And so this is the, a picture of what I put up on the screen. Um, it says right there in the little text box, at JF Stew Music, which is the, the name that I had to use. I only had a certain amount of characters there. But if they text that number and put in JF Stew Music, they will get remind text from me that I can send from an app on my phone or send from my computer. It's completely free. Um, but if they sign up for it, parents can sign up, students can sign up. Um, they get those texts as often as you send it. So it does say, Miss Cottingham has texted you, which they make fun of me for, because <laughs> they don't call me that. Um, but it is, it's super helpful. A lot and of our schools can, use that as well. They can respond. They can. But they, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have your cell. Yeah. yeah, so that's a way if you don't have all your student cells or don't want them to all have your cell phone using this, because they can respond to you and it comes through the app. But it comes through for them as a text message. Can these be pre-scheduled, or do you have to do it live in the moment? I think they can be pre-scheduled. I haven't done that. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, they, I think they can. That'd be awesome. Which that would be great to have that sent on Saturday nights. Okay. Yeah. Thursday. Mm -hmm. Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, emails definitely that way too. Oh yeah, yeah. Random yeah. database, you know. But, but again, kids don't check. Right. Now, I will say, for us, fifty-something people who still value that piece of paper print thing. Like for a big new, brand new season, like high school choir kickoff or middle school two weeks ago, there is a, a mass mailing card that goes in the mail. It looks like what you have, and they got that. Mm -hmm. Based the well they the parents right. saw it, especially middle schoolers. Like, hey, you're going to do this, you know. Or yeah, something to so stick the on the fridge. parents are kind of in the loop, but not a lot of mails. So. Yeah. And it really, for us, I, I wanted to reallocate that budget towards other things. Um, you know, if you send bulk mail like that all the time, it ends up getting expensive with postage. And so if we can do that once a year for the big push at the start and then really put our, our resources somewhere else and depend on Remind.com, which is free, as well as email, that just seems for us to be more effective. There's several hooks in the water. Mm -hmm. I also use social media a lot. Um, and this is something we really hadn't done a ton until I came on staff. That's, that's mostly just because that's how I get information is through social media. Um, 
We have three different, um, you know, three different accounts for the ministry itself. The Facebook page that we have is like an open group they ask to be a part of, but we found that's a great place to update about mission trips and parents can share the info. Um, but it's really just parents that are on that. My students are not. Um, the Instagram is really where they're getting all their info from me. And so, for instance, the picture of the kid with the cone waffles all in it, that's promoting our, our Sunday kickoff. Um, so I do a lot of promotion stuff, like, hey, don't forget, especially with Insta Story being a, a resource now, which is great. Um, but really, the students love to see themselves on there, too. Um, so students attract students. And so if I can post a picture, if I get a good shot, um, I had a, a friend bring her camera on Wednesday. She took some great pictures from me, for me, and I posted them that night um, so that those middle schoolers are seeing themselves, um, but also the ones who didn't come are like, oh, so-and-so was there. Man, I wish I had come too. Um, so that's a, a helpful recruiting tool as well. Um, so that's been, that's been really, really great. Again, a free thing. Something you have to manage, but not something you have to put a ton of resources into. Our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of shift gears um, to kind of what the, the year-long rhythm is for our ministry. Um, obviously, choir mission trip is the main reason that you've got kids coming to choir. They want to be a part of that trip they had heard about. Um, but like Mark said, in August, they don't know what they're doing in five minutes. Um, so it's, it's helpful to have some other things throughout the year. When I started, um, in five years ago, we started a, a local mission project. Um, got some student input on that, and they called it Love for ATL. Um, and it's just loving on their city. I wanted this to be something that uh, was something to work towards in the fall because also I don't want to start Christmas music the first week in August. We could, but we don't have... Um, we don't have that much repertoire. <laughs> we don't have that much to work on. Um, it, it really is like car tour. It is. One day car tour that you're doing. Yeah, so we partnered with um, a local mission uh, partner of the church. I went to our, our global team and said, who's somebody local that could benefit from some kind of fall festival? And they said, well, you know, the guy at Sandy Springs Mission would be great working with Hispanic families 10 minutes away from us. And so... Um, we partnered with him. He's got connections in a few local apartment complexes. Um, and so we, um, we basically go and do a fall festival. We do face painting, uh, pumpkin painting. Uh, we have games, um, kind of carnival type things, popcorn, snow cone, kind of the basics. It could be as complicated as you want, or it could just be a bunch of carnival games with candy as prizes. Um, and then the students, we pull four songs from the previous year's choir tours. This event happens in October. Our choir tours happen in June. And so when we come back in August, they're excited too to sing those songs they haven't sung all year, and, or all summer. So we pull back out a few songs and prepare for this Love for ATL event. We don't do the full concert, but again, do about four or five songs. I have some students share their testimonies um, as a part of the concert. It's never more than um, about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. Um, and then um, and just hang out with the community. This has ended up being a great kind of catalyst start off for Sandy Springs Mission since we've worked with them now for, this will be our sixth year doing the event with them. Um, and the students love it. We have them meet at the church at 9 a.m. We kind of talk about the day. They get a t-shirt for the event. They pay, you know, five, ten dollars uh, to do the event so that it helps pay for our buses and t-shirts and some supplies. 
Um, and then they're back at the church by 3 p.m. Um, so if they've got plans that night, we're not messing up their day. Just been really, really great. We do it on a Saturday too. Obviously, in the fall, if I were to try to do an overnight on Friday, I'd lose them all to football. Um, so you have to be strategic about when you choose that she doesn't choose an SAT weekend right. or things like that. Which sometimes it's uh, unavoidable, but if we can try ACT, SAT days. Oh, the testing. The testing. Thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, you know, we don't have the whole group on this date either. We don't have 130 there on that day. Um, but you know, if we can get, if we can get 50 kids there, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. Um, and it's something to work towards. It sure makes a difference with, uh, you know, the community that we're, they're working in. And honestly, for this event, if we had, if we had 25, it still would be good. It still would be fine. That'd be plenty to work the festival and, um, it'd be great. So Love for ATL has been a, a huge win for us. We also, um, I'm really fortunate coming into the uh, the job that I am that both of our, our worship pastors, both Mark and then Bobby Smith, who leads our, our modern worship, um, love student choir, and they're okay with them coming into worship. Um, it would be tough for me if that wasn't the case. And so I, um, you know, there's definitely something to be said about a, a worship pastor who values having other students once a semester up on the platform with them leading worship. That's opening up... Um, you know, a bit of a mess with sound check. It's, you know, a mess of who knows what that sixth grader is going to do when they get up on the platform. But um, that being a regular rhythm has uh, been a huge um, beneficial thing for our students themselves. Um, it looks a little different, but we try to partner with our worship leaders in the music we're preparing for that Sunday morning. So this isn't them doing a special music piece. This is them jumping up behind our modern worship band and singing the, the three-song worship set the on the set. front end. Sometimes, um, the middle school choir, we typically just have them sing one song as the opener, and then the welcome comes after that, and we get them off the platform. It could get crazy if we keep them up there too long. Um, but with our high school choir, we'll keep them up there for the whole worship set, and they'll work with Bobby um, in preparing that. So that's our middle school in the modern worship, and then this is our middle school, oops, this is our middle school in um, traditional worship. And so they had just come back from their Orlando mission trip, so it's easy for me to get them to throw their t-shirts on that Sunday morning, jump up on the steps. And again, it's it's extra work for the media team. It's extra work for Mark to, to let us fit into that. Um, it was cool too, though, because they, they, they sang with us on the first worship song. Yeah, and they did share a special. You know, and they bring a lot of energy yeah. to the service. Um, but the students loved it because they just come off the trip and getting to share and worship that Sunday morning was really exciting. So. so Sunday mornings is great. We try to get um, both of the groups in Sunday worship once a semester. So this first semester I will most likely have um, in the fall the high school choir in the, the modern worship and the middle school in the traditional. And then I'll flip-flop it in the spring and have middle school in the traditional, or modern, makes sense, flip-flop. Um, and then Christmas, obviously, is what we're getting, uh, we start working on in September with our big Christmas in September kickoff where they wear lots of tacky Christmas outfits and um, we, we kind of go all out on that. Um, but we've got two Christmas events we work towards. Our, our student choir concert is a part of Christmas packages, which is like a festival of Christmas events. Our children's choir does their concert that day. Got a lot of fun um, community activities as well as the student choir concert that evening. Um, but then we also have them sing um, in one of our Christmas Eve services, they lead. We have our youth orchestra and youth choir 
lead out um, in that service. So Christmas starts in September, and then obviously we kind of turn all of our attention towards the actual music for our choir tours in uh, January. Middle school will start a little earlier than that because their trip's first week of April, but high school we don't really even touch anything regarding choir tour until January. Um, our middle school choir tour falls on spring break. Um, all of the, the schools in our county are in a good spot to where they all coordinate. Um, we really appreciate that. They may <coughs> schedule it over Easter every other year, which is obnoxious, uh, but at least it's all the same week. Um, so That's we have... Yeah, you're in the same boat. It's, you are too, yeah. yeah. It's brutal. And this year, I mean... I'd, I'd rather it be on the back end, um, where it's Good Friday when we get back from our trip, but those uh, Easter Sunday departures for choir tour are, are tricky, but works well for our middle school choir to do their tour over that week, and then high school choir, we catch them right after they get out of school the first week of June. Um, and then additional ensembles we have within the group, uh, the high school ensemble is a group of 12 auditioned students. Um, they, uh, most of them have sight reading capability. It's not a requirement, it's encouraged. Um, I do auditions for each of those, uh, those students individually in the fall. Um, they have a contract that they, um, that they sign when they commit to the group, just like my student leadership team, um, about character, about their walk with the Lord, um, their commitment to the group, and also their commitment to our high school choir tour, making sure they're not coming to get singing opportunities and then bailing before the responsibility of the trip. Um, and then they also do have additional worship leading opportunities. Uh, we put them in worship more than the big groups. It's easier to coordinate, um, but also they kind of work as specifically in our modern worship as a mini choir. Um, and we do that probably, probably twice a semester in addition to the large group. Um, they, um, they have additional songs we'll do as a part of high school choir tour um, in this past year. It's usually at Christmas we'll do some fun like four or five part acapella Christmas something. They love the challenge of that. They do a lot more anthem type arrangements. Um, we pulled some JW Pepper stuff this last year and did For the Longest Time just with our guys, which was really fun. Um, and then for the New York trip this year, we started off our concerts with um, the 80s classic Take On Me, um, done by Pentatonix. We found the arrangement on some weird website online. It was just a, I heard the song and like and if I don't have to pay for a custom arrangement and can just find it somewhere that'd be great so we had to kind of work with it but wanted to show y'all a little bit of this uh, this high school ensemble we also had drums and bass joining us because we do not have a beatboxer or Thank you. 
between concerts for a week straight. Uh, it, just, it just gets right there, yeah, yeah. Um, so we actually, we rehearse with that group every Sunday um, from 3.30 to 4.30, and then the high school choir comes from 4.30 to 6. Um, so works out well for us schedule-wise, because if I am working on a song like this that they ended up really behind on until the last minute when it finally came together, we could get them to come at 3 or 2.30 a little bit earlier. Um, we've always got time on the back end. Talk a little bit about No, I was gonna say for so you found that song on some random website or you find some things on JW Pepper. Mm -hmm. Occasionally there's some song that what this would really fit the theme. Mm -hmm. uh, like Sarah wanted something from The Greatest Showman on the choir tour before. Yeah. What do I do with that? Yeah, so we... Um, how, how can I get something? Yeah, so we... The, the From Now On song um, from The Greatest Showman. Have you all seen that movie? Oh, you got to see it. It's so great. Um, you if you can The Greatest Showman? Five kids, 12 and under. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh they'll like it. Your twelve year old would really love it. It's really Oops. a great movie. Um, so we the you know, the ending song um of From Now On was just a um, it really fit honestly our theme of the prodigal son. It's all about coming back home and the theme From of the song. now on these yeah. eyes will not be blinded by the light. Yeah, he loved the song. He wants to be Hugh Jackman. Um, but the whole theme of the song is and we will come back home, we will come back home, home again. And that's the re the repetitive theme of the whole chorus. And so with the prodigal son theme, going back to a choir tour location that the kids were really excited about, there's just a lot of it fit. The lyrics didn't all perfectly fit, but I was like, well, if I could do the second verse in place of the first. And so we actually um, used one of our uh, 
graduates from um, the worship and arts ministry is doing some arranging and so we were able to work with him and pay him to create an arrangement um, for us I would be more than happy to pass his name along he was always working looking for um, opportunities yeah. to do that his name is Wolf Fulkerson um, but it was a lot of working back and forth with him this is what I'm thinking this is what I think the alto line should sound like so if you can just dictate that out in finale Sibelius whatever and create something for us to work with that would be great um, I don't do that every time. Um, it's more expensive to do it that way, to work with it. I mean, Will's, a, he's a young guy. He's just looking for looking for work. Um, but when I find a really good fit like that, it makes it, makes it worth it. So um, we... We don't use a ton of additional instruments for uh, for choir tours themselves. Um, we do take um, a lot of our staff with us to be instrumentalists at um, block parties and stuff like that. We'll take a, um, our worship pastor in Modern Worship is a keyboard player, so he plays keyboard for all of our, our choir mission trips um, and kind of leads the band in that way. But, um, you know, it's always bound to happen. Like you said, you've, you've got some people who want to be a part of it, but I'm not a singer, but... I'm really great at the marimba, or like I can really, I'm, I play the bass drum in the band, and so I try to fit those in when I can. Um, Christmas is the best time for me to do that, because it's at the church, um, I can find some fun arrangements. So I'll just show just the, the beginning of this clip, but we had, um, we had a lot of percussion kids last year, and so we found a song that could work where I could just kind of put them in, um, in the front, just for the start of the song. So we've got a, a tambourine, bass drum, bells over there. And this is the middle school choir and the high school choir combined for Christmas packages at the student choir concert. <laughs> the story with him, um, he tried out for solos every year, and it was kind of a joke. He, yeah. he speaks like this, really monotone, hey, Sarah, do you think I could try? But he's a faithful to choir kid. Wow. Every year tried out for a solo, and he said, Sarah, this is my year. You know, can't, can't I do it this year? So I paired him with another kid who is a good singer, yeah. talked to my media guy beforehand and said, hey, pull his mic down a little yeah. bit pull this guy up, but he was up there singing and yeah. leading, and it was... His mom was shocked. His mom was shocked. <laughs> yeah. He's like a college baseball athlete. Yeah, he is. Got that hand in that pocket. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm in my spot. That's quite a draw, though. Oh, it's it's a draw, too, if you get kids like that. That's right. He's Others a good like, kid. Well, the end, I, I could do that. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's cool to be right. in the choir. Right. Right. 
And I don't do that a ton, um, but it was one of those, he had been in the choir for four years, real faithful, and is not a musician, and just kind of throw him a bone there at the end. Um, um, so, yeah. Before you go there, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. this is a good resource. It is, if I were in your shoes or looking at this, I think, you know, you might could um, look at some of that and explain, like, what is this Imagine Dragon, Dragon song, why you do that? For those who weren't here yesterday, yeah. you guys may have questions about what you see. I mean, it's good in that she's got where the things came from, you can see, you know, where there's praise charts or whatever, or if it's something like that Will Ferguson did for her. Yeah. Any questions? Does this look like totally weird to you, or do you like? What do you think? Any questions about that, or really even resources in general? I also put these in the order of the concert itself, so you okay. can tell with our high school trips. We always start with some upbeat pop type songs, um, and then have our kind of worship set in the middle, and then end with a high energy song as well. So, "Glorious Day from Passion" is a big jump up and down type exciting. That was the way we ended our concert in New York City. Um. And that, that hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Listen to the original lyrics. It's like, yeah, they need to be in church, but they tweaked that. We rewrote the lyrics, and, yeah. Um, even singing in the traditional service, and it was totally like, man, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't ever know the words. Didn't know the words said that. I'm like, well, they didn't. Oh. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, you mentioned you rewrote that second verse of "What a Beautiful Name." Mm -hmm. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Before. Could you tell me that again? Yeah, we were lost without a savior. In your love, you sought us out. You had a good one too. Um, yeah, we were. Uh, we were lost without a savior. In your love, you sought us out. We, 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 could, uh, we couldn't earn our way to heaven. So Jesus, you earn our way to heaven. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Mm. That's good too. Yeah. But it's good. just really yeah. tight. Like yeah. the pastor tried to change as little as possible. Yeah, yeah, that. that's great. Yeah. Couldn't earn our way to I heaven. I like the poetic connection. Like the, the poetic stuff that you guys do with yours. I like the, the flow of that actually yeah. a little better. It was the same part of that. It's the original. Jesus, the original. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Yeah. So they had changed it first in the modern worship, and then we ended up with a, one of all the different choices of choir anthems with our adult choir did the song, and now we're going to use it as a carnational yeah. thing. But again, it's... Uh, we changed it on our choir tour as well, yeah, yeah. when we did it. You go back to Hallelujah is what you're talking about now. You know, I was talking about what would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, hallelujah, definitely. They did some yeah. wholesale changes. Yeah. <laughs> have you done the Christmas Hallelujah at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've heard about that, have you? This, uh, is it the same song? Leonard Cohen? Totally same song. Really? Just about Christmas lyrics, yeah. I found something heard. online. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've maybe seen a version of it. Yeah. I haven't actually heard it, though. Yeah. Is it the one we're doing? Uh, not oh. the Christmas Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the great verse is the uh, Latin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, Professor So called me on that, and I was like, uh, a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. What do you see? Any questions about resources or about what you see here or about Spotify before we go to choir tours. Yeah, yeah. Any questions you might have about that or Christmas packages? 
I will say this too. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna ask about Spotify. Do you mm -hmm. create playlists for your students to go and listen to? I have. Okay. Um, they don't all necessarily follow me. They know I'm on there because I'm using it all the time. Um, but if I have a student who's like, hey, you know, I didn't go on the New York Choir Tour, but I want to sing for Love for ATL, right. and so I'll create the five song playlist, text it to her. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So you can text a playlist. You can. What? Yeah. So if you go to the playlist and share it, you uh, can do like Facebook text. Okay. Yeah. If they don't have Spotify, it might come up weird, but okay. um, most of my kids at least have the desktop version. Okay. So, which is great. Any other questions? Well, choir mission tours. That has been a wonderful uh, part of Johnson Ferry student music tradition. And uh, I started texting or writing out. I got distracted, but I was trying to remember. I mean, it's been 30 plus years. And I can remember most of the destinations we've been, but I mean, it, for the first whatever, you know, 15, 20 years, it was just picking a city. We're going to go here, we're going to go to Los Angeles, we're going to go to Phoenix, and then just kind of going to the local Baptist Association. And I mean, everybody's got a lot of lost people in their city, trying to partner with them whether it be backyard Bible clubs or sports ministry or whatever, but I mean, a key is finding ministry, finding a city that'll be attractive to the kids, which is honestly hard in East Cobb. I remember the first time we, I thought it, I thought it was gonna be great. You know, man, we're going to Los Angeles and Park. Can you think we were going to LA and Park? Oh, well the band just went there last year. Kind of popped my bubble and was like, oh, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we've gone anywhere, like I said, from Phoenix to LA, uh, geez, Chicago a couple of times, Miami, uh, all sorts of different places. There's Again, there's lost people everywhere. Uh, starting about 19 years ago, uh, we had such a strong tradition of going on domestic outreach trips that uh, we had a desire to take that on an international basis. And so we started a partnership with one of the churches, one of Johnson Perry's mission partners already had a relationship with, and we took our kids to Tarnoff, Poland. That right outside of Krakow. Yeah, I'm sorry? Right outside yeah, of Krakow. Yeah, about an hour and a half away. But that has been an ideal partnership for us and Sarah can talk about it a little more of course but um, taking the students you know into large public high schools is the heart of that ministry you know I mean you couldn't to share the gospel you, you couldn't take your yeah. kids in the Campbell High School to save your life no. they'd never let you in <laughs> but there's an open door there and so we're going in cultural exchange sharing a little mini concert uh, we take uh, basketball sports teams off of our group and play the teams from the school as part of our visit. That's, you know, lively, interesting. Um, and again, every day going into these large public high schools and then that kind of builds up to a citywide concert at the end of the week. It's very memorable and that's been a home run for us. But uh, Sarah's going to talk just a little bit about objectives of choir tour. Like I said, we'll hit on fundraising. Why Why in the world did you go to New York City or, or wherever, you know? Some of it, again, is the attractive nature of a trip like that. Uh, what it's, now that the groups are so large, 
we have to be more strategic in partnering with global ministries because what I did in taking 75 or 80 kids doesn't work so well when you're taking 125 or 130. Uh, you, you just cannot go into the local Baptist Association and find enough work for them. But um, ministry partners, location, um, and also being able to go somewhere where we can tap into summer housing. Yeah. We typically would rather stay in a college dormitory type place rather than going to the Holiday Inn Express. You know, it's, it's safe, it's got a uh, uh, built-in dining safety, you know, it still feels kind of rough. I'm not big though on <laughs> sleeping on gym floors, things like that, shower trailers. I just, yeah, yeah I'm too old for that. <laughs> so being in a dorm setting again feels car tours, but it's not extravagant like you're staying in a, in a hotel. But those trips have been, it's a wonderful tradition there. I feel like that it's a 50-50 <coughs> process where we really are making a difference in the communities where we share. But also uh, it builds a mission heart in those kids. A lot of them never done stuff like that and be able to go out mm -hmm. and share their faith and get out of East Cobb is uh, super valuable. And there's a lot of memory making. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids. They may not remember anything else. But yeah, man, I, I remember that choir mission tour. That's some of the best memories. And, and some of them look at them like you quit in the tenth grade, but they remember when they were in the ninth grade. Mm -hmm. A sweet spot. So talk a little bit, Sarah, about you know objectives, what your purpose is, more so yeah. than I am. So um, this Tim Keller quote that's right up there has been huge for me in communicating um, both to uh, you know friends and peers in ministry, but also to my students um, that there's more than just um, you know we go on mission trips a lot within our church. We're very much a sending church, um, but I love this idea uh, that Tim Tim Keller says God directs His people not simply to worship, but to sing His praises before the nations. We're called not simply to communicate the gospel to non-believers. We must also intentionally celebrate the gospel before them. Mm -hmm. And that is really our goal in choir mission trips. Uh, the students go to the Dominican Republic and go to, to Peru over spring break and do the student ministry mission trips, and they're awesome. Um, so they kind of look at me and, you know, well, why do I need to go on both? Well, you don't, you don't have to if you don't feel called to, but, man, what an opportunity to celebrate the gospel before the nations, but also within our own nation through worship. Um, so that's kind of the heart of why we do what we do. Um, I've got this printed in the back um, that came up with this a few years ago, just the objectives of choir tour, um, kind of the reasons why we go in the first place. Um, we have a list of 10 core values within the church, um, and so I tried to, best I could, um, connect these to the core values of Johnson Ferry. Um, obviously, we want our students to experience and learn about the worship of Jesus Christ empowering students to share the gospel through worship, service, and conversations, allowing students to grow in their understanding of short-term and long-term missions and seeing various ways of doing missions, uh, ministry slash missions, building community within our team and a family-like atmosphere that allows students to grow and ask questions as they develop in their knowledge of Jesus, development of music with excellence, drawing students who may not be churchgoers or musical so that they can experience the power of Jesus on the mission field, and allowing students the opportunity to grow in leadership skills, whether it be musically or otherwise. Um, that was, yeah. Yeah, John Safiri has stated core values, right. that type thing, and so you're tapping directly yeah. into those. So yeah. cool. um, this was helpful for me. Um, we were having a little bit of 
internal, not debate, but just kind of like, well, where are we, where do we need to go the next year on choir tour? And it was helpful for me to lay out, here's, here's the reason why we do this in the first place. And so if, um, if it aligns with that, that's, that's the purpose of, of why we're going. Um, and we'll talk in a second. I've got also objectives of how to choose a city, kind of how we go about that. Um, but like I mentioned, we have a lot of uh, opportunities for students to go on mission within our church. That's just a part of the DNA of who we are, which is great. Um, but we do get pushed back on, I mean, but that's expensive. You know, trying to get my kid to go to San Francisco, that flight is pricey. And so we are actually the only ministry uh, within the church that um, provides our own fundraising built in to the just the, the rhythm of what we do. Um, there's two main ways of doing that. There's still students who will write letters to their friends and family, and that's great. I think it's it's wonderful, and it depends on if their friends and family are supportive, if they're going to help. Um, so we've got some... Um, some of these are family-based, some student, um, but the, the Polar Bear Run 5K has been going on um, since the late 80s, early 90s, and Mark's kind of headed that up um, since then, but this is really a huge source of um, income for our students. It is, and um, you know, we used to do all kinds of fundraiser type things. We tried some stuff, you know, like the Northbase Garage Sale, and uh, all kinds of things. People do, um, you know, donut sales or car washes. I just, you know, trial and error found those things a lot of time you don't make a lot of money and so if I'm going to be up there on the weekends we're supposed to be at home I want to do something that's going to have a lot of bang for the buck and plus I enjoy distance running always have and so we started small we took over the polar bear run actually it had been going for a couple of years but it's been on our campus now for the past 30 years and it's a legit athletic type thing and uh, we, it's, we will have between 1500 to 2000 runners but it really is, we figured it out, you know, and it, but it done, been able to do it with a sense of excellence. And uh, I mean, it's not, it's not the Peachtree Road Race. I don't want it to be that big, but it definitely has all the hallmarks of other races that are done well. It also is a great uh, outreach to our community. There's a lot of people that just run road races for, mm-hmm. for fun, you know, that don't, never been to Johnson Ferry, that are exposed to the ministry and so it's an outreach for Christ. So whether it be that event or other events, it's uh, here's just a flyer. I don't know if you guys ever heard of our road race. It's in North Atlanta. It's been going on for a long time. But if you, it's not just a general fund that, hey, this is for student music. It is for student music, but it's for those who participate. If you decide you want to sleep in, then you you can't tap into the you know the net uh, result of the event. You have to work, um, and Sarah allows one student and two volunteers. You can't. Well, I'm going to bring twelve people here to help and hog all the income. <laughs> Each student can have two people that work for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so once you have the net result of how much. Uh, money we made and that's divided out based on the number of hours that each kid has and once you get into the net benefit I mean you can see you know from this past year kind of how that works you know that so and so like Elise worked three point I mean 3.5 hours on Thursday Uh, she obviously had somebody working with her on Saturday so she had a total of 13.7 hours 
and she earned $131 that directly offsets whatever her cost is for a choir tour. So it's, it's a motivator, but then you've got Emily who didn't do much, so she didn't make much money. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people that, you know, don't make any money at all. But if you look at Liz down here, that means a lot. You know, when mom gets the bill for to go to New York City and she sees the trip has been reduced by three hundred and seventy nine dollars. Wow. You know, it's helpful since they have nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's that speaks to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hitting the checkbook. And yeah. again, that's a lot more money than you would have made selling donuts on the right. corner. Yeah. So it's a lot um, of work though. There's no doubt. That's a big race and it's a lot of moving parts with that race. But we figured it out. And uh, if you're interested in I can send you kind of a you know, here's how we got there, you know, six months out, three months out, whatever, all the things. We do have a professional uh, race manager who's partnered with us all these years and kind of knows what they're doing. But a lot of it we've been able to take over and do ourselves just through experience over the years. That's a good fundraiser for us. And that money isn't going directly, like the student isn't getting a check for that. We keep track of it and take that off their trip account. Right. Um, so it just comes off of what they owe for the trip itself. Um, if they don't go. If they don't go. Yeah, if they, if they don't go on the trip, there's always a handful that, because this is in January, again, they don't know their plans for tomorrow. Right. So um, we hold on to that in the general fund and then use it as scholarship, the remaining for the, for the race. Yeah, so that's... Um, a, a good fundraiser again it, it's there's big bang for it but it's also a lot of work but it, it's worth that cost so that's something he's been working on for for a lot of years to make that happen um, something that is more recent um, we've probably just been doing script about five or six years um, is the script gift card um, process which um, is ideal um, you can see uh, basically the way it, it works is that you buy these gift cards at face value buy a hundred dollar you know Walmart gift card um, and then you reserve an, you receive an instant rebate from that. So $25 gap gift card with a 16% rebate means you've earned $4 towards your student's account. So you're not spending extra money. It's a lot of kind of pre-planning in that way. Um, but a lot of schools use this. And so we found out about it because the Walton Band has been using Script for years and the parents kind of already know the process. And all we had to do was create an account for JF Student Music. And so let the students um, buy the cards. They do that online and they can have an app, the Script, uh, Script Now app, to where they're just scanning a barcode um, there at the, the register or the physical card themselves. Um, and then basically building an account within the website that we pull towards their trip. Um, and they're earning it directly towards them. It's not a general fund. Um, it's, it's directly towards what they have uh, sold. And then they also can, um, they can purchase these for Christmas. There's a code on there, and if they allot it to a certain student, if grandma is going to buy all gift cards for Christmas anyway, well, man, if she do it through script, then y'all are going to get money back um, rebate-wise. So you can check out the website as shopforscript.com, um, but just a few of the, um, the retailers there, I mean, it's... This is just a snapshot of some of them. And, of course, the... Um, the rebates vary. Some could be four percent. Some could be twenty percent. Um, so it's always wish Publix was one. I know. <laughs> if they were, so if the families are strategic, we had one family who um, knew they were getting kayaks for Christmas. That was the big gift from mom to dad, from dad to mom was two kayaks. And she, so she went and found out that REI had script cards, mm. 
So instead of using her visa, she went and bought a script card for the same amount that the, the kayaks cost, bought the kayaks. She ended up receiving, I mean, it was well over $100 in rebate because it was a large purchase. And so again, that was, it takes just us as a ministry educating the parents, but it's not extra work on us. They're really doing it on their own and it's up to them. You know, if they want to spend the time and do the planning there, that's great. Um, but if it not, reduces then their cost to go. and it reduces their costs. Yeah. So that's been a so huge win. You find out, you're able to see who made that purchase, mm -hmm. so you can go to their account. Yeah, so then we go on the account um, as kind of the manager of the JF Student Music account on Script, and we can see, looks like Liz, you know, she's bought, her mom's bought all these gift cards because they're doing Bath and Body Works, you know, for all their Christmas gifts. They've got all these cards, so right now they've got, you know, $40 towards their trip, and then... Script will basically, they'll cut us a check, and we will put that check into the church balance um, for the trip. Yeah. Cool. And they can watch that whole process. They know exactly how much they've earned and all, which is great. Is that a video, too? It is. It's just kind of an explanation of what it is. Um, but, y'all, it's available on the website as well. So it's a, it's a super user-friendly website, which is great as well because it is a complicated process if it's not explained well. Right. So. Um, and then, like we mentioned, the priorities of the trip location, um, this was established kind of when we were debating between a, a couple cities as well. Um, having a draw for students is not, these are not in order, so that's not the top priority, but it has to be on the list because if we choose to go to middle of nowhere, Virginia, you know, the kids, they, they might choose not to go. And if we feel like the Lord's calling us to go there, then regardless, that's what we're going to do, but it's a consideration for sure. Being financially attainable is important. We were uh, really hoping to go to San Francisco last year in our choir tour, and a couple of these things didn't work out. It's where we wanted to go, but if it's not financially attainable and um, we're not able to find enough available and willing ministry partners, we're going to look somewhere else, which is what we ended up having to really, do. We couldn't find, we had mission partners and we had housing possibilities. They were too far apart. Yeah. Uh, it was like you're going to spend, you know, half the day traveling, mm -hmm. you know. And even though that's where the students wanted to go, that's where I wanted to go, um, you know, we're, try we're not trying to make something fit, you know. Yeah. Um, so obviously ministry that provides worship opportunities there, um, that students are able to have hands-on mission opportunities, share the gospel, ease of logistics and transportation, security, um, and then cities that can accommodate a team as large as we take. Um, we've kind of moved towards at this point for um, our middle school t choir tours, um, we do bus trips. Um, so we've got a couple charter buses we're taking to Nashville, St. Louis, Orlando, places that are travelable <laughs> by bus. Yeah. But for the high school trips, um, we do go a little further. We typically fly, um, and so we really lean on public transportation. That's been the easiest thing for a group that large. Um, if we were to try to take uh, the amount we took last year to New York in charter buses, it's possible, but difficult for the charter bus drivers. Uh, to, it would take more time. It just it didn't seem to work. So we did subways the whole time. Um, same with Chicago. Worked better in Chicago. They've got a great public transportation system. Um, well, that sounds overwhelming sometimes. Like, oh my goodness, you took 170 people to New York. But the way Sarah divvies out, okay, 
this is your family for the week. You've got these nine kids, you yeah. and another person. You've got 10 kids, you've got 10 kids. This is your mission site. Hey, this is where we're singing. Hey, you're going to the Yankees game. You know, subway tickets, take care of your kids. Don't lose them. You know, or, you know, one night going to a Broadway play, keeping up with them just like you would your own family. So it's not like all 170 of them no. are trying to go yeah. as a pack. It's right. going small packs everywhere, whether it be a mission assignment or a concert or anything you do. See you there. So a lot of that is equipping your leaders beforehand. Like we mentioned yesterday, leaders that don't feel like chaperones, they feel like family group leaders, um, but also people that you can trust with your kids. And so we try to provide them as much information in the weeks leading up, a packet of information with the addresses, with the locations of where we're going. If we can map everything out on a subway for their group, that's great too, so that they feel empowered to go and take their team. And I don't have to worry about, well, do they know what time we're supposed to be at the block party You know, to do the sound check? They've got it all beforehand um, in a leader notebook um, so that it's less overwhelming for me as a leader thinking about them all trying to get on the subway at the exact same time. So we'll even stagger that because um, we're staying at the same location um, so that we're not all trying to get on the same stop. Talk about how you ended up you know, New York. Where do, yeah. What do I, where do I start in partnerships, people, that type thing? Yeah. So we ended up um, about six years ago in going to San Francisco. Uh, Johnson Ferry is the send city for San Francisco um, with the North American Mission Board. And so that's kind of our, you know, we work with church planners in San Francisco as a, a, a direct support for them. So when we were going to San Francisco for the mission trip, it made sense to, well, man, we should partner with some of our church planners and kind of see how high school choir could help a church planner instead of, um, you know, the food banks and the local association. That's great. But, but I, but I know, you know, if I know Eric, I want to work with Eric, you know, cause we're supporting his church anyway. So we, um, I say we, it was definitely not on me. Um, one of our, um, team members on our global mission staff is, is really creative and working with, She's got a church planning background. Um, and so we were able to split our team up. Um, you know, no church planner wants to be given 50 kids. It's not helpful because that's more than they have in the, in the church. Um, but man, if I can give them 10 and say, this is your 10 for the week, um, can you use them effectively? Well, yeah, because we have a partnership with that local school. Maybe they'd let us do some gardening and kind of working there. But we also, sometimes they'll let us in the classrooms. Maybe we could do like a reading time in, in the classroom and, um, you know, the next day it'd be really helpful if they could all wear my, you know, I'm, I'm from Redeemer Church, so maybe they can all wear Redeemer shirt, shirts and pick up trash. And when people ask, it's getting our name out there. Yeah, we're from Redeemer Church. They've got a Bible study meeting on Tuesday nights. And so we basically take on that church planner for the week um, and do whatever's effective for them. Um, typically, we'll try and find um, at least two of those planners that. Um, feel like a block party concert would be helpful for them. Um, again, we don't want to force it. If that's in San Francisco, the block parties concerts are not as helpful. It's more offensive to go out and sing Christian music in their community. It wouldn't help their church plan. Um, but where we were in New York City this past, this past year, it really was helpful. And so we, we did kind of the Love for ATL type festival event with games and we grilled out burgers and did things like that and then had a concert. Um, that was my job. You did the burgers. <laughs> Smelled great after. Um, 
And then instead of one of our pastors speaking at the end of the concert and sharing the gospel, we turned it over to the church planner and said, you say whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel like you're in a place and established up in your community where you can share the gospel right there, oh, please do it. Um, if you feel like it's the best thing to just to give them an overview of who you are because you've only been here about a year um, and invite them to the Bible study that's happening, um, then that's great too. But we, again, we, we take on that church, you know, we are, we're not a part of Johnson Perry this week. We're a part of Redeemer Church, which has been really great. So we've done that now in Chicago, San Francisco, in New York City. Uh, the reason we did go back to New York City this past year is um, one of our church planners we just met through connections through NAM. You can just go on the NAM website and see lists of all these guys, all these church planners in these different cities. Um, uh, that's honestly how we found him, Edwin, um, who we now uh, support, made a great connection there. But he said, man, it, your event was such a huge catalyst for us in the community. People still talk about, yeah, that fall festival, that was so fun, you know, we, or summer, whatever. Um, would you be willing, it's been two years, would you be willing to come back? Um, it would really be helpful. It was the most peaceful event we've had in our neighborhood in a long time. Uh, the cops kept being surprised that there wasn't any issue well, there. Yeah. So. He had an unusual type of ministry in, approach in that he was in the middle. He was trying to reach uh, young millennials on the high end of the economic scale. But gentrified also, area. and Hipster then, types. Yeah. Then also, you know, lower income. Housing projects. Areas, and he was kind of right in the middle of that. Yeah. Trying to make that work. And so having 125 kids doing a block party and face painting and blow-up games and burgers or free. Yeah. It, it, those people all felt a safe place to come and yeah. it helped him get way down the road. Mm -hmm. cool. And instead of wearing Johnson Ferry shirts for that event, we did wear Redemption shirt, mm -hmm. um, his church, um, Edwin Pacheco. So um, that was, a, that was a huge one two years ago and it was really great this year. And what's been so cool is that our students have seen the church planning thing enough. In addition to, they're, they're getting the international experience that knocking on doors and sharing the gospel and having a Spanish translator, it's amazing. Um, but they're getting to see what it looks like to plant a church in a hard area, you know, just eight hours away um, within the United States. And so they have connected the dots and some of our students have gone back to intern with these church planners because um, they feel like church planning could be something they, they want to do. So, Talk a little bit, I know I'm going to leave a little time here if you guys have questions about any of this stuff. But So high school church planners, we really morphed into that, a real ministry with them. But the middle school trip, yeah, it's a different approach. Mm -hmm. Some of the hands-on ministry experience. Yeah, the middle schoolers, we uh, we lean more on uh, food banks, um, things like that. You know, we've got a large group, but uh, their attention span is is small. Um, so them picking up trash all afternoon could be a, an issue uh, if you know middle schoolers. Um, so we do a lot of the the local rescue mission. Um, we've worked with the Orlando Rescue Mission, Nashville Rescue Mission, and. Um, Service projects. Yeah, there. service projects like that. Um, and, and worship concerts mm -hmm. right there. Yep. Yep. Um, so we we have done a little bit of the church planning thing with middle school, but it's got to be it's got to be real specific, um, just because they're they're twelve and thirteen years old. So. So the ministry partners. I hope you've got a view of kind of where we go, why we do, how we, what type of things are going on to get our feet on the ground. Why do you go somewhere? The priority. How do you get there financially? Oh my goodness. Well, it's up to you if you want to just write a check. But if you want to work and reduce your costs, that's mm -hmm. awesome. 
uh, objectives of Choir Tour being really clear about why we're going all the way back to resources. I'm just going to kind of open it up for discussion. Any of that that didn't make sense, or if you have questions about any of that. I've seen some choir tours take and they'll go to some place and they'll do several of those things, but they'll also seem like in a public venue, mm -hmm. capital steps, yeah, or something like that. Do you have right. anything like that? We have, that? we have before. Um, on our Nashville Choir Tour last year, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, we sang on the steps of the Country Music Hall of Fame. And that was really fun, you know, because the kids got to say we sang at the you know, Country Music <laughs> Hall of Fame. It wasn't the most effective. Um, and so it's, it's kind of that balance of it made for great pictures. I'm just going to be totally honest. Um, you know, you had the skyline. It was so great. Um, but there isn't the immediate follow-up with anybody uh, there. And so we did that. But when we went back to Nashville this last year, you know, we were kind of like, I feel like it would be better if we went somewhere that we already know the mission partner, know there'll be follow-up there. And it might be, I mean, it ended up being in a really run-down apartment complex, um, pretty sketchy uh, area, not really pretty. Um, so we don't have great pictures from that event, um, but we knew the partners there and we knew they knew the families there um, and that that was a great connection point for them. Um, we kind of would rather do that instead. We still, I mean, you know, our New York City pictures, um, one of our churches is in Long Island City right there on the Hudson. You can see Manhattan in the background and it's, it's awesome. Um, but that's because he has a park right by his church and it ended up being beautiful. Um, but yeah, both picturesque yeah. things and the and but not all of them really the, that, the on that best trip. concerts are those worship concerts that are connected to a block party yeah. where you're doing yeah. all a festival type thing in a honestly a, usually a lower economic area mm -hmm. you're serving food that's a big magnet and then you got them they're right there boom hit them with a the concert share the gospel boom when we encourage our students at those times too, you know, if you've been walking around with the same kid all afternoon from the cotton candy to the popcorn to the sack races to wherever, go after the concert back to that kid and say, hey, what did you think about that? Do you have any questions about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus? Like, it's all about the, you know, connecting the dots and teaching our students to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of those kids that was sharing, singing on the thing, she's one of the best <coughs> one on one evangelism, you know, just sitting there with a child winning with Jesus. Conversation. What other questions? Does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 I've just seen other do it, and I was just wondering if that's something people do or not. We definitely have done it in the past, um, but kind of leaned away from that if we can. Yeah. yeah. Is your 5K on terrain or surface streets? Surface streets, it circles around, you know, it's uh, hard right there in the heart of East Cobb, you know, to get that, but it's kind of like a yeah. double loop around the church. Hard to see. Yeah, local sheriff. We have, we have to hire uh, Cock County policemen. We pay like 125, 150 per. I mean, that's the going rate. Right. You know? And so that's part of. Just like you have to have different expenses, we have to pay oh, yeah. Cock County, I and mean, you have to get a like a parade race permit right ahead of time, things like that. We spend a lot of time to talking with some of the grumpy neighbors, vendors, you know, hey, guess what, oh, y'all can't block the, y'all can't block access, you yeah. know, logistics. Yeah. Well, just a little PR, people venting. <laughs> <laughs> There's one hair salon place down there that hates the polar bear. Because oh. we block access for their people trying to get in. Mm. They can still get in. It's just temporary. It's a little <laughs> bit. It doesn't take that long. 
but all those costs are coming out of the overall like the the race income so okay. you know the we have the income from sponsors and also from people running the race and then we have to pay the police officers right. we pay our race director that manages everything and then the rest of the funds go towards um, the kids right yeah Paid a t-shirt bill, you know. Big value on the t-shirt. It's yeah. a runner type, you know. Oh, yeah. Run events and if there's Don't be a the sorry one shirt. Never done that, you know. People are like, oh, we can get by with a cotton t-shirt with this, and well, yeah, they're never going to come back. Uh, I wouldn't. No. You know, but if you have a good shirt, I'm going to run that. I'll, I'll do that again. So as far as from reaching the running community, that definitely has got to be a value. Oh yeah. Yeah. Other questions? Choir tours, resources, anything about culture yesterday? So I know kind of the story there. You're you're the lead worship pastor in at that church in Winder, and you guys, some of these guys are have partner with the, the adult choir and with student music, or are you doing it separate or about to start it? Or uh, We, I don't understand the question. No, I mean, do you have a youth yeah. choir now? We do not have a youth choir yeah. at all. They have had nothing for middle school. I say they. I've been three years there, so I should say we. We don't have anything for middle school or high school students yeah. at all musically. It's mm. ridiculous. And so oh, okay. I'm starting something in about a month. Awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, I just, my heart's been bleeding for three years. You had the kids in the ministry? There are kids in the ministry. Uh, what is it? What did it say again? Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are kids, kids available. There are kids to be yeah. had. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're there. We just we yeah we got rid of Sunday nights and moved everything to Wednesdays, so that got rid of three to five hours worth of possibility. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have One, children's choir through fifth? Yes. Okay. Loosely. Okay. On Wednesday night for twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's uh, yeah the the when we got rid of Sunday night it. It changed a lot of things. Mm. So, one thing that I think is really important for you, starting really for any of us doing student music ministry, is our partnership with student ministers. Oh yeah. And um, just two seconds, Sarah. You might just. I mean, Sarah's got a really a good, great relationship with student ministries. I mean, if you're, if there's competition or resistance, you know, you're fighting an uphill battle. Right. And uh, Sarah spends a good bit of time just. Partnering and why don't you speak to it yeah. real quick better than me? And know? I'll say um, just candidly, it has not always been that way. It hasn't always been a great relationship between student music and within our church and student ministry. Um, right. I feel like I I can't do it without them. They are they have more students than me. They are the resource I'm pulling students from. Um, and we so, want them to succeed because yeah, if they don't succeed, then we don't, you succeed. don't have a shot. Yeah, right. and so the more I can be present with them, um, the more they're gonna. You know, and, and it, obviously it's getting to know the people on staff as well and having right. a relationship with them. But I, I mentioned yesterday, I, you know, I'm involved in all the worship services on Sunday morning, but between the hours, I'm running downstairs to student ministry. I don't have a role, I don't have a job down there, but I'm just there. And I stand in the back, and then if I'm not distracting, I'll jump between tables and say hey to kids. Um, and I'll try to be at their events. You know, they had a kiddie pool kickball event the other night I try to just be out there during that and showing support just by my presence just being around and if I can help that's great most of the time it's just hanging out um but it's also helpful because then I I know what's going on with them too I'm not competing with them and their schedule um I know what 
games and music and fun stuff they're mm-hmm. doing and what I might be able to pull as well. Um, uh, but I also know through them, and these are the kids that are really stepping up. You need to go after this kid. I mean, they're awesome. So, And, you know, when they're having disciple now weekend, pulling their hair out, trying to get ready, Sarah will show up with Starbucks or mm-hmm. coffee. And then that buys a lot of mm-hmm. good yeah. 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 I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Chick-fil-A biscuits is what I usually oh, go absolutely. for. Yeah. <laughs> and in that moment, it's worth its weight in gold. It is. It really is. <laughs> they're all sleep deprived. And I'll try even during D-Now to just be in the car riding around with them as they're going to see host homes and stuff like that. Again, it's not something that is my, I don't have a role, but if I can support them, then they're way more likely to come to a choir rehearsal if I ask for extra help. Um, so. Cool. Everybody good? Well, blessings on you as you started up and as you start tomorrow. And tell me your... Oh, uh, well... We are, we're a smaller church, and we have this age gap thing at the moment. We have, like, minimal high school. I mean, there's only a couple of high school age. Like, we have this group, but they're now all young adults. And so, but we have this group that's starting middle school, and then a a couple years behind them. And we're just trying to consider how in the music ministry that we can minister to them as they get older. We've been doing children's choir. We went back to doing children's choir again for a couple of years now. Good. You know, but but they're they're getting older. We want to, you know, continue to minister to them. So we don't have many, but, and some of this I'm tempted to hear it go, uh, never, but I don't, I I try not to do that. I always glean something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can take any of these ideas uh, yeah. and kind of yeah. know, apply that in your own situation, that that's our hope. That's, yeah. that's our exactly. Goal, you know. So I, it's been, I'm glad I, I missed last night. I'm actually, my daughter, who is one of those that is aged out of the youth, she's here. And so yesterday, she had not been to a conference like this before. And so I went with her. Cool, yeah. But um, so that's kind of a cool thing about this weekend, too. You know, is that she's here and and you know plugging into the church as a young adult and um, good. you know kind of so. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for your time and and uh, you know yeah. Sarah and I are findable. If there's you know what now where did you get that or what do you think about that? I'm just gonna drop in and say hey how you doing, Mark? <laughs> Man, happy to send happy to send anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in all honesty, I would love at some point, especially if God blesses and anoints our ministry, we'll come over and. and partner with you guys. That would be cool. Yeah, cool cool. to have you in a rehearsal. That'd be be fun. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Anytime. Well, Sarah, why don't you close us in a prayer and we'll be done. Yep. Lord, we do thank you for this time um, just that, to learn and uh, and grow and uh, think outside the box. Um, God, we thank you for um, these dedicated men and women um, in worship ministry, seeing the value of worship ministry um, with children and young adults and students. Um, and God, we do just pray that you'd continue to bless that um, as you put that on our hearts. Um, God, we pray going forward for more opportunities for students uh, to learn about you through the gift of, of music. Um, and pray that we'd all just continue to be encouragers to each other. We thank you for Jesus. Um, we pray all this in his name. Amen. Good to meet everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Good to be able to pronounce.
pushed and pushed. <laughs> Still can't. Still can't. Nope. So close. Push. Pushed. Pushed. See, my, our people push are going to be my people from pushed and. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm so impressed tomorrow when I finally pronounced this. If you can remember it, yeah, Craig and Mario. You got a sleep on it. Push the Are you guys doing rehearsals Labor Day weekend? Um. We are not we on are Sunday. Too. I was going to say, if you are and I'm on, yeah, I'm we are not on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Thank I mean, you. Yeah, great to meet you. you. Yeah. See you in hermeneutics. See you in hermeneutics. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun yeah. semester. <laughs> great to meet you. Nice to meet you guys too. Thank you all for your time. Absolutely. Very cool. Absolutely. And honestly, it could be very realistic at some point to bring them and just come hang out. Why don't you put them all on first band and just come sit in rehearsal? That would be really fun. Get That'd your music fun. ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've got access to the French stuff yeah, yeah. and, and oh, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Uh, that, would be, that would be interesting and cool for our own kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're an interesting group because the church in... All right, so they tried the contemporary and traditional service for not the gross reasons, but for... The few reasons, hmm. and when they they nixed it the first time, they actually tried it once, nixed it, tried it again, nixed it again. Well, the second time they nixed it, they did it well with buy-in and told everybody the pastor's vision on it and why we're coming together as a family. And so we didn't have the drop-off. We lost a couple of families, maybe. So it was better. It's good, yeah. The first time they just went, that we're done," <laughs> and they lost like a hundred people. Oh wow! Wow. And That's a lot good. of them were parents of students yeah. and so they lost like they just gutted the, the especially the second like the, the the late middle school high school yeah. group yeah just gutted them so now we're seeing 20 25 kids at the end yeah. on on sunday wednesday night yeah cool. and so like I'm, I'm plugging them in so with that in mind casting vision mm -hmm. because the other thing is i i personally go and lead kids worship on wednesday nights wow and they'll come in and they'll sing half the christmas stuff with five six songs they'll sing and they're like i'm I worked the collection to find, okay, how can I make this yeah. approachable for our kids to sing so they're not the token thing, they are part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's paid dividends. For I've got sure. 10 or 12 over the past two years that are viable candidates that know me, can, we can come and they can be part of this thing. And, and as they grow up in the ministry too, right. they're already with you. Yeah, so that's great. Mess. But it's, it's interesting, it's a group of like homeschool kids and like kids from broken homes. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, um, they went to a, a student camp this summer and it was like just hype and energy and then they were like, oh. you know, <laughs> and like by the end of the week they were into it. But it's going to be one of those things where for them it's going to be, all right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. A little to the left, a little to the right. Yeah. That's all you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just, then, then just it just builds. And then, yeah, yeah, then yeah, suddenly yeah. it's going to cut loose. Right, it's right. Be. What, what schools would you guys bring to them? What kids? Where do we'll you guys go to school? Let's we'll see, that's the thing. With all kinds? six of them, it's homeschool. Or oh. eight of them, there's homeschool. Oh, wow. Um, there's a couple in public. One of them. Um, actually, one of them is Kendall Scott. She has auditioned um, at uh, at the at the school, I believe, with you guys, maybe the high school. Oh, really? Oh, I think so. But like, what's what's like the JFCA? Like? Oh, Are school zones. Um, one of the closest ones. Yeah, it'd be Campbell. Campbell. It'd be Campbell. Okay. Um, but the connection there's pretty loose because actually some of our our families. It's really interesting. Our church geographic pulls a lot from the west side of things. Yeah. Um, and so we've got like two of our staff ministers have been up in like, um, you know, heritage, not heritage, um, Hillgrove. 
northeast of Powder Springs kind of stuff. But they're coming in this way to it, so uh, it's an interesting, interesting mix. I, my, my, my wife and I live at the geographic south central of. We, we live right at Foot Road Park. Okay. And so, like, we're really central to a lot of stuff. Cross, it is very weird. Hmm. Is that Wheeler area? Um, yeah, it's that, and then it's because the here the crazy thing is, if you go across the street from us, you're in Austell. Oh. Oh wow. If you're in our neighborhood here in Marietta. If you yes. go to the east you by a quarter of a mile, you hit Hicks Road and east of that is Smyrna. Wow. Yeah. We're like this weird random Yeah, it's really uh -huh. weird. Anyway. But so we're I mean we're, we're kind of being strategic and connecting with families and stuff in our neighborhood and such, but um, it's it's interesting. So God's gonna deal with it. But it's definitely a church revitalization effort. Yeah. Um, and it's good. God's God's doing some cool stuff. We've had 25 or 30 folks join in the past year, and of that, close to half of them are brand new believers. Wow. Those are the best kind. It's the best kind. Yeah, they're all I in. I love that. They're because, all in. Because then I've got this, this girl who was living with her boyfriend. He was kind of, you know, backslidden like crazy. He rededicated his life. She came to Christ, got baptized Sunday morning, and they had lived apart for the entire of their engagement, got married oh. that afternoon. Wow. And so then, like she's already said, I'm in Bible studies on Wednesday nights They're for this next in. year. Yeah. But then I'm coming to choir because I want to, I want to sing. Yeah, know? yeah. And I'm like, she's like, I want to make sure and get my discipleship in for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm all, I'm all for it, and it's like, whew, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Show Walter. Show Walter how to tie a shoe. S H O W A. Show Walter. Show S H O W. Walter A L T E R. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know this guy? He's my brother-in-law. Oh! Yeah, so he, he was the worship pastor. Blanton. Chris Blanton. Chris Blanton. So originally from Social Circle. He was the worship pastor at the church in Northside in Rome when I was there at Shore. Oh, I wow. played in his praise band for three years. Torn jeans, flannel shirts, whole nine yards, completely going out on that kind of thing. I graduated same semester. He and his wife moved out to Athens for her to do master's work. Okay. He calls me up. Says, hey, I'm playing this Christian coffee house for the Vineyard Church. You know all my songs. I'll give you a free dinner. Play. And I'm like, sure. His wife's younger sister, now my wife, was there staying the week. And I heard her sing. I said, I'll play piano for you anytime. <laughs> Trying to be all smooth and the rest of the district. Heck yeah. That's it. Hello. Hey, hey. Okay, we're going to clean up our stuff. Guys, thank I'm going to leave all my trash. Oh, absolutely. Thanks.